What's up, world? How you doing? Good morning, good morning, good morning. Basically, podcast, Craig and Simon in the house. Um, how good was last week's podcast? Epic. I've, you, I've tried to make some big changes on that, If too. you're listening to this now and you haven't listened to last week's episode with Claudine Gillard, go stop. stop what you're doing now and then go and listen to that episode with Claudine. That was awesome. Um, I'm actually really excited to try get her back on like at some point. Yeah, I was. So I told, oh, we do like half an hour shows at the start, and we kept going. I was like, this is gold. And yeah. then um, I kept thinking of things to say because you'd ask a question, and then I thought of like an oh, oh, and this, and to add on, I was like, no, you're gonna open the can of worms. Because <laughs> there's one thing that I'm really interested in with, especially youth, is like the kids things. One thing, but then I'm fascinated by because I was one of these, and I'm sure you were too. Is as a teenager about when your circadian rhythm changes and you're just this grumpy teenager, but it's because you can't sleep early enough because of, it's your body, it's not you choosing to oh, be yeah. grumpy teenager. Like it, was, it was like normal, midnight, 1 a.m. Yeah. And it was just like, I mean, back, I was using what, MSM Messenger, were you MSM Messenger kid? Yeah, I did MSM Yeah, and we were just talking to your buddies about fucking anything. Especially like- What are you, what are you up to? <laughs> and people in different countries as well, with different yeah. time zones makes it even harder. And yeah. then having to wake up at six for school still. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, that was one of the things. I and was I, was, I was playing video, well, I still play video games, but I was playing video games uh, way more then. <laughs> well, then, yeah. playing video games is probably healthy for you right now because there's less chance of you getting coronavirus. It's true. You're in isolation. Yeah. Productive isolation. <laughs> we, were, we were just talking about this. Simon saw something about in the UK that offering was one of the 12 volunteers. To yeah. So, and, and Annette found this and then, um, so they're asking for volunteers to like voluntarily have the, vi- to like be given the virus and they'll pay you like three and a half thousand pounds. And then you're in isolation for two weeks. So they can figure out the vaccine. Yeah. Try to get a vaccine for it. Um, and I said, yeah, I'll do that for three and a half grand. But then think about, like, if you had the choice now yeah. to have the worst flu you've ever had, even though it's just a flu, yeah. w- I'm going to say, you, I'm going to give you this much money, but for two weeks, you're going to have the worst flu you've ever had. Would you yeah. do it? No. I don't know. I uh, would not. Because no. when I get the flu, I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, I want to die. In my 20s? Fuck it. I, I'm in. <laughs> like, yeah. now I'm like, eh. Two weeks, you can do a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, maybe talk five figures or more and then we'll <laughs> see what happens uh yeah but the the it's yeah it's I, don't, I don't know what to make of it i know your thoughts on it yeah i mean it's i, I know the media are always going to kind of explode it but you can kind of see there's a ripple effect on everything but what what's been really cool about here it it's still relatively normal yeah which i appreciate and i think with when you see i've like like i, I was this morning I saw Italy and it said like, you know, before Corona, after Corona yeah. or during Corona. And it's like the most popular places are absolutely dead. Yeah. Like, yeah, you, you, you can go around and you're noticing things that get a little quieter, but like, it, it's still like, I feel like it's all business as usual. Mm. Um, but, so. but I think, I think the UAE is just doing a really good job of just. Well, one thing I found out the other day is I, the temperature sensitivity of the virus can't handle anything past like 29 degrees or whatever. So warm countries are, pretty good pretty and we're getting hotter now so yeah exactly so summer in dubai should be a positive place to be reason to stick it out through the summer hey summer i'm always here in the summer summers are great <laughs> and there's so much information floating around about oh, it's, so much it's this and it's that and whatever but what has been cool is i always pay attention to the little bits of information to help um prevent it or prevent the spread and how you can just make sure you're not going to get it or whatever a um, couple of things like drink plenty of water because yep. it can survive in your mouth but once it washes into the stomach acid kills it so it can't survive in your stomach so just drink more water cool um or coffee or coffee coffee's hot coffee's hot <laughs> uh, uh, wash your hands i'm like 
Who isn't washing their hands that needs to learn to wash their hands? If now you've decided to start washing your hands and you're not a two-year-old, you've got bigger problems. Yeah. If you've, if you've been told by now you need to start washing your hands, there's something wrong with you. Just wash your damn hands. Wash your damn hands. It's, it's simple. Pee, wash your hands. Poo, wash your hands. Before you're going to eat, wash your hands. Yep. Done a workout, wash your hands. Do wash your hands. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't get the no, not washing your hands. Okay, like uh, I bought hand sanitizer mm-hmm. yeah they're just because i was in zoom and they put it on the front of the counter it's like good idea I'm that's buy. smart i yeah. like alvin hey if you want to yeah, absolutely just sell a little more right now like put it so right I there some hand sanitizer um but yeah i definitely i'm not like oh you have to wash my hands more because i think uh, that's a normal thing just to yeah. wash your hands anyway yeah exactly I, I know that i mean like annetta like she's a little worried with everything going on but you know she flies all the time so it's i, I get that and it's um uh, and I, I, I get <laughs> trying to find a place for your coffee. <laughs> Although we're gonna put it. Um, no, like I know it's very, very serious. But I think you know, within context, there's a lot of things we can do about it to make sure. And and I, you know, and the way I see it, and you, you told me some interesting stats is, you know, we're we're young, we're healthy, we're fit, we got a good immune system. Mm. To even if we do catch it, it's gonna be relatively mild you know? yeah it's always kind of worrying when something like this happens even if it does get blown out of proportion like things like the predicted 70 percent of the population will catch it and the numbers of people that have actually got it are way lower than what's actually true because a lot of times it comes in the form of just a common flu and people misdiagnose it so yep. that means it's actually a positive thing because that means the fatality rate is way lower than what's actually known exactly um, but yeah it's always just shocking when it's all over media and people start paying too much attention to it and there's, and there's all that we're talking about conspiracy theories, reasons why to cover up oh the economic crash and all this stuff. And yeah, yeah, CIA trying to take that. that that's a rabbit hole. You try going there, you're like, oh wow, it's like the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, we'll try not to get too political. This is not a political podcast. We'll keep our political conspiracy views to ourselves. Yes. Uh, but what we do want to talk about today, got a, a nice chill topic for you. We're discussing decided like topics being quite heavy lately, so we want to keep stuff real and uh, lighter. We're gonna, we're gonna go for and, and and it's basically next time you go to the gym if it's today or tomorrow watching your gym bag what yeah do you, what, what do you what, what's in it or even if for some reason you're listening to this and you've never been to the gym before um which i don't know how you would have found this if you don't go to the gym um what you would need to get started and then what you'd potentially look to acquire and what you probably don't need as you go through your gym journey um so we made a little list you don't gym bag. You don't have a gym bag. Do you? I've never seen you have a gym bag. You just turn up and do the damn thing. E- e- okay, yeah. So you I turn up, take your shoes I off, ha- and do the damn thing. I have a bag. Yeah. Um, I put stuff in it, <laughs> but it's not like you know everyone's got this essential. Like you see me just walking in flip flops, and then I'll sometimes try and barefoot or what. Yeah. I don't. I don't care. Um, like I don't know. I used to be quite on it all with like. Well, not all the gear. I didn't have belts and because I, I was always kind of against belts. I think I'm gonna call this episode "All the Gear, Some Idea." Some idea. Yeah. Okay. Kind of what talking about. <laughs> yeah, I think the most, you know, back in uh, my uh, relatively competitive days, I had lifters, I had knee sleeves, yeah. I had wrist wraps, but yeah. I think I used them for like two weeks, and then I just went, "Fuck it, I don't need them." Um, and that's really all about it because I didn't have grips. I just ripped every fucking hop I went to. <laughs> Back in the day when it was cool. Yeah. Like, fuck it. Blood hands. I'm awesome. But yeah, blood on the bar and yeah. everything. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And then, and now I, 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 you know, if you want to see what's in, I got a skipping rope. I got my gymnastic wraps. Yeah. 
Um, so with the, you know, with the essential stuff, but then one thing I always have to bring because I always fucking forget it is socks. Cause I walk in flip flops all the time. So I always have to make sure I bring socks. So essential salmon gym bag socks, socks. Nice. Like I, I can do the rest, but yeah. socks. Everything else you can get away with. Yeah. So we've kind of broken into categories of essential would be the only thing you actually need to come to the gym and get a good workout in and then progressing through it's what we call the starter kit and yep. then kind of the the extra stuff which is just kind of nice to house but not really necessary mm-hmm. and we think and i this one gets me is um is okay essentials basically you just want to be comfortable yeah um, be able to move freely and be okay um, sweating in it that's the main thing yeah so like Go, don't go and buy a brand new Lululemon polo shirt and not want to get it sweaty. Well, that, that too. And then, you know, the, I don't know. I guess it, I have a personal thing with the fabric, you know, with like fitness gear. And mm. it feels like you're, you're wearing weird fitness like silk. nylon stuff? Yeah. And it, oh, it's terrible. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, it sticks to you. Yeah. And, and I feel like when you get those, even the pants, they don't really move well. No. So, I mean, I mean, I know we're old school CrossFitters. We just want some sort of shirt to sweat in yeah. and comfy shorts. And um, so, uh, like, that's the only really thing I look for. You don't have to get, like, branded shit or whatever. It's just like, look, just get a shirt that you don't mind sweating and you feel comfortable and yeah, just let her rip. pair of shorts that you can sit down in, come to live out and get all bunched up and tight. And yeah. same with pants. Make sure they're squat sensitive. Squat sensitive is very, very important. M does the sweat test, which is basically when she's in Lululemon, she goes around licking the tights to make sure there's no sweat patches. I might, she might not have wanted me to tell you that, but <laughs> sweat test. I'm just looking at you going, hmm? Make sure it's squat proof. Uh, make sure yeah. you don't mind swearing in it. Uh, shoes, just to start with, like, there's so many, like, Reebok Nano 9S Plus and all the Metcon 15 and whatever. There's so many, st- uh, I'd say functional, not just CrossFit shoes out there now that boast this and this and this yeah. is just whatever's comfortable. Like Under Armour got theirs now. And whatever is comfortable, whatever, if it's something you're used to training in, don't go out and buy a brand new pair of shoes to start the gym. Yep. If you're comfortable in them, just the work for now. Boom. And the last bit is a drink bottle is if you're especially starting out or even if you just... I always forget this and I lose them if I do bring it. Well, yeah, Sam's not- good at losing water bottles. Is just yes. to hydrate. You should be consuming three to four liters of water a day, every day, and then add a little bit more on top of that if you do any activity. So whilst you're exercising, it's important that you stay hydrated. So just bring a water bottle, fill it up, or at least grab yourself a and, bottle of water. And just to give you an idea of what that is, is two of those... 1.5 liter bottles like yeah. those yeah yeah so and that's like people go oh that's easy but when you actually think about it like you maybe get through one <laughs> i'm and my big thing is for every hour of activity i do i try and add a liter to that so if i haven't yeah. had a training day i'll try and do three or four if yeah. i've had a workout for more than an hour then i'll try and do four or five i think it's just a good way to force some extra fluid in but yeah, yeah those would be the only things you need to come down to the gym and do an exercise do a decent workout comfy shoes uh, a drink bottle and then comfy clothes that you don't mind sweating in. So you don't need to go out and buy brand new weightlifting shoes and oh, we're off. Um, and then all the fancy gear, you can save that till later. So essentials, water bottle, comfy shoes, comfy clothes, that's it. Boom. So now you've been in the gym for three months, you've been doing CrossFit, starting to get sick of ripping your hands and getting a bit sweaty. So what would be the next step? The upgrade. What would be the upgrade? <laughs> the, the, the CrossFit starter kit. Um, in order of importance. Well, I guess the this the first part I think would be the upgrade in shoes. Yeah. I think that that's and it's a low profile shoe, meaning like it doesn't matter if you're gonna run, lift weights, jump on a box, and like you've got an, enough support. And basically, it's the f- 
uh, the flattest shoe that you're comfortable training in. And the whole idea is it's just a multi-purpose shoe. You can do a lot of stuff with it. Normally, it's going to feel initially a little bit harder than what you're used to. Yeah. Um, but that just means if you're going to be lifting things, um, you can still feel the ground. And yeah. that means you can still use the muscles in your legs and your foot. Yeah, it's closer to what our natural foot contact with the floor would be like versus having something very soft and squished underneath yeah. our foot. And it's crazy because, you know, we've been wearing them for how long? Yeah. Um, so when I started playing golf again, I was like, oh, I'll buy golf shoes. And I felt like I was walking on the moon. Yeah. And it was so weird because it's like it's a sport where you need to feel the ground. And then like when you're on the green, you need to feel all the slopes and things like that. And I'm, I'm walking in these shoes and it was actually pushing my feet out like, like this. And it was really, really short. So that's my knees just kind of pointing out and my inside of my foot was almost like not on the ground to a point where Annette goes, you're walking weird. And I was like, well, it feels weird. And my knee feels a bit odd. And, and I just went, oh, fuck it. So golf I adjustment. Yeah, so now I just, I got rid of them and then I just wear more Reebok Nano 2s. Best golf shoes ever. Best golf shoes ever. <laughs> and actually, um, I'm, I'm gonna um, buy the Vivo Barefoot shoes. Because I basically my test for golf is I want, and even for training is it's a lowest profile shoe, which means I'm gonna be connected to the floor, and I'm like perfect for golf. Yeah. So I just gotta make sure I'll, I gotta do, you know, M's got the lick test. I'll do the slip test. So in the morning, if it's wet, can I still have a good grip? Yeah, and the, those Vivos have become very popular. A lot of people are moving towards those. I think one thing to consider they're way better than the bare the five fingers. Oh, they look way better for sure. Thank, yeah, it looks yeah. normal. You can go out. <laughs> <laughs> the um, one thing I uh, would say, though, if you're transitioning to a low profile shoe, is maybe we don't go full send and oh jump into especially like a Vivo or a Vibe. No, don't no, no, go no, no, like no. That's too much. In, ease into it. And there's yeah. plenty of information on the internet about how to build out tolerance in and low profile shoes. Don't do what I did. So when those things first got popular, like the five fingers in the CrossFit world, um, I had a friend who bought them. That was a little too small. So he's like, oh, if you fit in them, they're all yours. I was like, okay, fuck it. I didn't, I used them constantly for three weeks, oh, like wow. walking in the street, running workouts. Bo- My feet were fucked. Yeah. It, it was just because my feet were bruised because they're just like now. And you literally, you could hear me like a hundred meters away going like all the way down. And it was just over the top. There was a guy who did it. He was a long distance. It's quite, I can't remember his name now. It was a pop semi-famous popular fitness guy used to do a lot of long distance running in Dubai and as soon as Vibrams came out he made this big deal about yeah, I'm switching to Vibrams and within like three weeks I had like compartmental fractures in his shins from yeah. just switching to the, sh- yeah, to the yeah, shoe yeah. you got like if you're gonna be very serious with that stuff do it very gradually yes um, like so you know if you're gonna go from a you know the typical shoes like your running shoes and things like that and you wanna go to a more functional fitness shoe um there it's a nice transition and that transition like is not very it's not very aggressive it'll feel like you're a little flatter to the floor but then if you go like the vivo barefoot shoes it literally feels like you're on the floor and and it's that's like do at least one step before you go there. yeah like something like a Reebok nano's fairly low profile yeah. a metcon fairly low profile yeah. under armor shoe they're designed for to be able to lift it's multi-purpose and run and yeah. be a multi-purpose or something like that start there and then even if you're going to go for the low profile shoe maybe don't do workouts first just go for a walk yeah and build, build a tolerance, tolerance. yeah We're in sync. look at that psychic uh next one i think again in, in importance would be hand grips or gymnastics grips just because yeah. if you do rip your hands and for the next four days you can't do stuff in the gym it's just gonna it's an injury yeah it's an injury it's gonna hinder your performance and hinder what you can do and in the gym. like you know craig and, and i are uh, bigger units than other people slightly uh, slightly bigger and uh bigger than your average bag. yeah <laughs> and uh you know 
I, I have like a limit. Like I, I can do so many reps on a bar with no grips. And I know like if I do that extra two reps, I rip. Well, especially here in the summer where literally sweat. as yeah. soon as you start working out, you're sweating already. So then sweat drips down the forearm onto the hands and you're slippier. So you need to put more chalk, which just softens the hands. And we should probably do an episode on hand care because there's a million oh. things we can talk about. But the I'll, I'll learn something from that because I'm, I'm pretty sure of that. <laughs> but then, um, so then you have to adjust your grip and because you're sweating and there's a lot more hand mm. movement on the bar all of a sudden, something that you're fairly confident is yeah. a good amount of reps you've ended up ripping on versus if you had a piece of fabric between you your hand and the bar that's going to prevent that yeah. it improves grip as well it makes it a little bit more grippy to hold on to the bar yeah um, so that's going to just develop your movement as well so again prevents injury prevents rips prevents you getting blood all over my bars and then it will improve your performance slightly as well and, and it's good because i mean the grips are universal meaning like you know you can come to this gym another gym or whatever and you know some bars are slicker than others mm. so at least you have some sort of purchase on the bar um so at least the way i think about it you're not going to hesitate as much if yeah. you're like it feels slip you're gonna be like yeah, oh we've no we've got pretty slick bars they're fairly slippery and we don't take them so grips are super important and i know i'm in the open as well you're not allowed to use grips and take yeah, the bar as both. well yeah. so that's obviously it proves that there is some advantage to being able to use grips or uh, take the bar so yeah that but again that's once you're at the point where you're doing pull-ups particularly kipping pull-ups as well versus strict strict there's less yeah strict you get away with it hand, you can get away with it but if you're especially learning kips toes to bar kipping pull-ups bar muscle-ups do you um, use grips on the rings yeah i okay. would uh, again depends on the volume um but especially when practicing it because then you spend a lot more time through the kipping part of the movement you're doing a lot more back and forth yeah versus when you're doing a pull-up say once you've gone out of the kip and you're in the pulling phase of the movement there's less torque on the hand and it's more through the kipping phase okay so especially when you're learning if your hands get sore is you don't want to rip or go through the the building dirty calluses up on your hands no. um, yeah but i, I can't kip muscle-ups without a false grip or it's very difficult for me to do it so i'm still false grip okay so you can't grip on don't use grips i you can't i can't I, do, I can't so i can't, I can't do, curl my wrist i can't do false grip with grips kind of slip straight out yeah yeah, yeah. so like so i kind of i get loads of chalk grip on <laughs> and i'm good for a couple but then like you know uh if i do a a, a kipping muscle up without it it feels like my kip is human i mean i think my kip's humongous but when anyone watches me it looks like it's strictish because yeah. uh for some reason, I don't swing that much. I don't know. It's the trust issue with me being so <laughs> high up. But bar muscle, hey, I'm good to go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but generally, um, trust yeah, issue. trust issue. But and grips on wood are amazing. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, yeah, it's like Velcro. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. uh, so that's grips. The next one's important. But then um, and grips as well is like talking about brands. I think there's a couple of household brands, and everyone's gonna have their favorite. I think Victory. I grips, use them. What do you use? Grips. I've got Pixel grips. And Pixel. They've, they've got a bunch of different ones. I've and got... This bear? Bear Complex? Bear Complex is another they, one. They literally look like a bear claw. Yeah. yeah. That's that one. There's Jaw. Uh, they're probably the main ones. And they're all slightly different. Different yeah. materials. The new Victory grips, they've got one with like a Kevlar back, which has a bunch of the ladies have oh. got. And they really rate them. They said they make it pull us really comfortable. Okay, that's good. Um, and the Pixel ones that I've got are really soft they've got a synthetic lever on the inside and then something on the outside that's really durable velcro. but everyone's yeah, velcro. <laughs> everyone's gonna have a preference and and uh i i guess places to pick them up you can get them on the wood guys here which is the, probably the best place to pick them up locally or i know a couple of gym stock bear that's complex right. grips in town so that's types of grip but yeah ask me if you if you want to now the next one which i think especially if you're gonna if you're taking um, fitness a little more seriously and i think in crossfit gyms the amount of workouts where they're skipping involved mm. and especially if you want to take it seriously and you're 
getting into double unders and yeah. things like that a skipping ropes 100 oh my god especially one that's measured to you exactly that's the main reason is it's you're going to have it custom to your height yeah that's the most important one yeah if you go in the gym and just put one off the rack chances are it's not going to fit you it's going to make it harder to learn and also people don't look after skipping ropes in gyms oh. they're metal wise people timing knots end up being crumpled so it's not very efficient at moving so yeah. better off is just have your own you can look after it you can have it fit to your height so it makes it easier for you and to normally learn. when you buy them it comes in a nice little bag yeah you got a little bag little screwdriver to, there to you go to and again it. it's quite an, uh, an inexpensive piece of kit compared to the amount of use you get out of it like a yeah. really really expensive ones like upwards of a hundred dollars but you can pick them up for like 30 dirhams on yeah um amazon or what's yeah. the other one desert car whatever sure and i'm sure wall guys have them too what guys do have them yeah. right um yeah and i think you know grips and skipping rope uh are, are kind of like minimal investments where you, with the, the amount of times we actually use them you get your yeah, money back you use, get your money's worth definitely. yeah and the last one in the starter kit would be wrist wraps is n not everyone's gonna require wrist wraps yeah um it's more of like big flexible dudes that don't have flexible shoulders that then have to compensate by bending at the wrist a lot for front rack stuff especially when learning it just makes it a little bit easier for you to get more comfortable with a bar in the front rack position or going overhead with a little bit of wrist support one thing i will say though is don't become dependent on them i went yes. through a phase where i had really tight wrist and yes. rather than just mobilizing and getting more flexible i just masked it up and then got used to doing it with tape grips oh, okay to the point where i couldn't work out without grips and then one day your grips are in the wash and you're going to struggle to work out sure. um, and wash your grips frequently because it gets stinky um but yeah very so smelly certain workouts they will be useful particularly things where it's like a lot of barbell to shoulder or to overhead they'll be useful um things like thrusters and front squats they help a lot especially when learning or building up strength and finding the wrist is, is taking the brunt of it but your wrists will build up uh conditioning just like your body will to exercise. yeah and it's just like I, I see it as more just it's a it's a comfort for you it's like it becomes like a go-to mm. and just you know like you know don't do all in one go just like we talked about with the shoes like maybe try a workout where you know if it's because i've seen people like oh okay hey it's burpees so putting wrist wraps on i'm like come on i you should be able to hold up your body weight yeah for sure definitely and i sometimes default to using them as sweatbands as well i, don't I was just thinking out of it so like yeah. if you're doing a very gymnasticky and barbell workout it'll help the wrist on the barbell but also catch a lot of the sweat going into the gymnastics too and personally i get very sweaty so yeah. that's a smart idea big bear syndrome big bear syndrome so that's the starter kit a lower profile shoe hand grips skip and rope and then wrist wraps so you don't need anything more than that if you unless you're starting to get real serious and been doing say crossfit for over a year i think that's more than enough equipment to get you through most workouts yes and then moving into the what do we call this one the parker kit the parker kit so basically <laughs> when we were coming up this list i tried to think was parker got in his bag um, that we don't deem necessarily necessary for the general population. So then we're talking things like specialist pieces of equipment that are designed and to upsell well, to uh, gullible crossfitters to try and improve their performance. Well, 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 even before we even get to that is people get really serious about the bag. <laughs> the actual bag? Yeah, have you seen yeah. it? Like they caught the, what was it? Built for athletes. Built for athletes. Uh, King Kong or Kong. Yeah, 511. I mean, I, I, I use a GORUCK. Yeah. And I've, I mean, I use that for travel, yeah. but honest to God, I've had that bag for six years. It still looks brand new. Yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, but I, I can see it's like, okay, no, I'm, I'm taking up my fitness game. And I'm like, I bought the bag. I'm like, I got a Reebok bag, which I got for free, which yeah, I still like, use for the last four, yeah. four years. And that that's my gym, non-gym bag. I basically, if I need to go somewhere, I just shove stuff in it. But then I will say that I do have one of the kind of, uh, is it King Kong or whatever the yeah. Kong bag is? 
purely because if I'm doing a, an event, doing a competition. Yeah, you need to be organized. Need to be organized. And it is very nice to put your tape in a little zip pocket separate. So you have to go search it for tape later. Well, what, what I noticed is like with all those bags, they have loads of pockets. Yeah, do you know what's awesome. the best thing about that? Is when you put your sweaty t-shirt in a separate compartment. That's the best thing about gym bags. That's, there you go. Yeah. Buy a good gym bag. In a separate sweaty compartment. Okay, so, well, before we get into the, the Parker kit, what's in your bag? So... Because we already kind of established that our mind is I'm a bit... I'm fortunate enough, or unfortunate enough sometimes, that I only train here. So yeah. I don't have a gym bag currently. Okay, when you go to comps. When, okay, when I go to comps. Okay, cool. Um, but I was going to say, but what I do have okay. here is a drawer. And in oh. my drawer, there is excessive amounts of useless stuff that I don't need. Oh, okay. But when I'm going to competition... Um, I love multiple pairs of shoes. So okay. I have like a pair of lifters yeah. and a pair of multi-purpose low-profile shoe. Yeah. I'll definitely have a skip and rope. If I'm doing a competition, I'll take yes. two skip and ropes in yes. case it breaks. Because that's common. Wrist wraps just in case. Mm -hmm. Grips and an extra pair of grips. Yeah. Um, and then tape will be, yeah, that's the extent of mine. I don't think I'll go any more than that. Okay. I keep spare stuff in like knee sleeves, but that's mostly just if it's rope climb, something to protect my ankles, but that's mm -hmm. super extra and you don't need to go that far. Extra socks. Extra socks. And then- If it's rope climbs, my, high socks. Most of my gym bag is just filled with clothes because I sweat so much. I change like eight times a day. That's even, important. Extra clothes. Yeah, extra clothes. Um, do you have a belt? I do use a belt, yeah. Okay. So this, let's go through what, that's kind of my bag. What I think is acceptable stuff, but not necessary stuff. Once you get to a certain level in your fitness journey that you may find useful is I think- um, looking at multiple pairs of shoes, so having like a multi-purpose shoe that you can run burpee and lift in, but yeah. also something that you can squat heavier in or do weightlifting, like an Olympic weightlifting shoe, yeah. be a potential upgrade. So looking at going from switching the shoe to having multiple pairs of shoes. So yeah, and, I, and I think this is where, um, you know, the type of people are taking fitness a little more seriously. Um, you know, maybe they're training a good amount of time during the week. Maybe they're going to local fitness comps and things like that. This is where you kind of see, you see a lot of similarities and then, um, where they'll have multiple shoes, like a lifter and then yeah. a low profile shoe. And it, uh, depending on the task, which is needed, um, you will see generally knee sleeves are going to be involved at this point. Knee sleeves. Um, quite commonly. Um, what else you see? We got, um, done, uh, tape for hands. Oh I my think. God. Now <laughs> a lot of people, especially doing more Olympic weightlifting is taping up the thumbs or taping up fingers for um, for doing pull-ups and stuff. I've seen yeah. it a couple times now with guys that were super new to it that must have seen other people in the gym tape their hands before. So start taping their hands up. And I'm like, why do you have tape of that part of your hand? They're like, I don't know. I'm just going to put tape in my hand. It's no. just like, well, cool, whatever helps. But um, yeah, it's nice. things like thumb tapes. Um, I actually have these really cool little packets of individual pieces of kinesiology tape that yeah. work out perfectly. They as, stick so well. Yeah, really oh good. my god, and super flexible as well. Like I, I love that tape, but it gets pricey. Well, here's the thing: is there was an event, <laughs> and um, they were giving it away at the event, and nobody took any of the samples. So it was like a giving pieces away left over. Yeah, single. Then it, there was like three pieces per pack. I picked up like three hundred of these things. No so way. Anyone wants thumb tape, and they forget they're just asking. Give you a little packet of this stuff as well. So wow awesome, awesome. Um, yeah so weightlifting shoes extra shoes knee sleeves again that comes with volume of squatting if you just enter a lot of squats even things like some people get real sore knees if they're doing like 150 wall balls or doing a bunch of thrusters or even just heavy squatting yeah. um, if you're experiencing knee pain uh, knee sleeves won't help you with that you no. definitely need to address the injury but knee sleeves will do things like keep your knees warm uh, which sounds funny but between doing sets of weightlifting, I find especially people get older, older athletes say, yeah, okay, I wear knee sleeves now because my knees feel good through all sets. Yeah. So it helps them feel a bit better when you're moving and it's less likely to beat and, you up. And if you dig into it, knee sleeves keep 
your knees warm, which means more blood flow, yes. which means it just it just helps with a lot of things in general. But a lot a lot of it, it just it it just feels better. Exactly. Like versus so, if your knees being cold and just cranky and, yeah. and annoyed with you. And so that's when you look at if you're doing <clears throat> extra or excessive amounts of squatting, or if you're over a certain age where you're starting to get creaky knees. I know Luke Broadbent had creaky knees this morning. He just turned around and was like, oh, my knee just got stuck. You had old man knee. Maybe she would Oh, really? Something. But it, it wasn't painful. It was quite funny. He just got stuck in the bottom of his squat and he had no idea what was going on. <laughs> um, I made that sound way worse than actually. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah. And then last one um, is belts. Now, we could talk about this for a while. In fact, we could probably do a whole episode on belts. Yeah. I don't think people need belts. No. I think people need to you learn how to use the core. The belt is not to replace a strong core. The belt is purely an assistant to give you something to brace into. And I think one of the worst things about belts is people misusing them. Yeah. I think when you get to a point where you're squatting double body weight or you're trying to clean like over body weight and you've got great technique and you are using your core efficiently to then start adding that as kind of a bit of supplementary um uh, feedback to create more tension through your core then you can look at using the belt exactly if you're right. back sore and you're using the belt to mass back pain that's going to make it worse because it's going to make you use your core less and it's not going to help you at all yeah and then i see people like in workouts like oh like the weights oh and, and it's light for them and it's like whatever like 155 185 pounds put the belt on. i'm like what the fuck are you doing like yeah. there's no need for it so my my kind of rule for myself and what i say to people it goes yeah. if it's less than 85 percent, they even think about it yeah if I it's agree above eighty-five percent, and it's for multiple reps, or if you're doing a very heavy single, yeah, then consider using the belt. But maybe. that'll be that'll still be over eighty-five percent. It'd be like 90, 90 plus exactly. in a single effort. And then the percentage applies to workout as well. So if you're yeah. doing um, some workouts like uh, that have heavy squat cleans in the workout, if you're doing, we've got a workout that we're doing here called um, Clean Run, which is a mm -hmm. running workout combat do heavy squat cleans. Mm -hmm. It just becomes a little bit harder to brace yeah. when you're breathing heavy. So using the belt is kind of like a tactile cue to be like, remember to brace your core as you're catching this clean. In that environment, consider using the belt potentially, but only if using it properly. You said I, the right word, potentially. Yes. Yeah. And I don't think it's a, a go-to for everybody. I think when you've got to the point where a coach validates that you are and you know you are able to engage your core properly and you know what creating tension feels like yeah. and using it as a tool to increase your strength is a good idea and that'd be a really interesting thing is like just go ask your coach yeah. and like let them coach you properly through it and and the question to ask yourself is why are you using the belt yeah because if you don't know how to use it properly but it's, it's almost like a blanket yeah i'm like well how about you learn how to do the movement properly and where the right things are firing and then your back won't be a problem yeah and like i said a lot of these pieces like knee sleeves and weightlifting shoes and uh belt should be used to increase performance not mask injuries or deficiencies so if you can't squat below parallel without <laughs> lifting shoes yeah. lifting shoes is not the answer work no. on your mobility and your movement is the answer it's a band-aid yeah for sure um so that's why these things are kind of extra and not necessary so if it's day one in the gym you need some comfy shoes you need a water bottle you need to be ready to sweat if you've been coming for a couple of months and you're starting to get more into it, look at some hand protection, some skipping ropes, uh, and maybe upgrading your shoe game. Yeah. And then once you've had it for a couple of years or starting to look to be competitive or you're taking your lifting seriously, things like knee sleeves, weightlifting shoes, specific things. Like I haven't got anything on the, upgrade, on the super upgrade kit. 
Well, <laughs> I don't use a lot of that stuff. I use belt maybe like once or twice a month. Yeah. Maybe um, I take my thumbs and then little weightlifting now and I'm trying not to use weightlifting shoes at the moment. So yeah, yeah. I haven't used weightlifting shoes. In oh, well, I used it once in the open. I had to borrow someone's because it just, I needed a little bit of help on my pistols. Pistols, yeah. Yeah, because my knee, other, otherwise my knee would have exploded. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Yeah. Um, but uh, this is what I was going to tell you before when I never, I, I didn't tell you is, okay. uh, I might have actually said this to you. Me, Slug, and Fed qualified for Elfit. No. Yeah. Oh, congrats. And then um, then uh, Abdullah's up in here as well, and he's on a team as well. Yeah. Um, and I think it's it's hilarious because we were like 29 spots out of actual qual. Well, I was 29 spots out of qualifying, and they just backfill it because people decline the invitation. It gets all around to 79th place. I'm like, hell yeah, I'll take an invite to Elfit. Awesome. So yeah, so we'll go in uh, sanctional individual in April. Nice. Yeah. Which oh, was very unexpected. We all kind of did the the qualifiers just as I could train, just to see where you're at, benchmark yourself, see what's going on. Sure. And then uh, three of us ended up getting tickets. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Hey. So now it's back in the training wagon. So I'm back on. So a lot of these things will start coming out more often. I'll get my weightlifters back out again. And then if you want to be super, 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 uber duber serious, because we're wearing it right now, uh, whoop. Uh, but you think it like that's not, that doesn't go in your bag seriously, but I don't think I think no. we can put whoop way higher on the list yeah and for different reasons I yeah. think um, and it doesn't go in your bag you always wear it you always wear it and I think <laughs> if you're just interested in prioritizing your health and your lifestyle yeah then I I'm obsessed man it's one thing I do every day is yeah whoop. Like, and it's kind of like it's that it's almost that litmus test on how you're feeling and yep. it's like okay i think about like okay how am i feeling right now and then let me check the data and then see if it correlates uh if it is okay cool but then also my, my, my feeling is i might feel great but then the thing is like hey like you've pushed yourself really well, hard the last few days maybe chill i did that today i woke okay. up it was supposed to be a easy run swim day today and i woke up this morning i wasn't even going to get up early i was going to come in a bit later today, and i woke up i was like, i feel good today so i woke up check my whoops got 88 i'm like hell yeah let's send it let's go and do the workout there we go um, and on the subject of whoops, if anybody is interested in getting their hands on a whoop quickly, mm. I do know a guy that is currently you know a guy? sat on five whoops. Oh. Um, and if anyone who wants one, he's selling them at cost. Okay. And this kind gentleman, this good Samaritan, he has good just Samaritan. <laughs> he bought five of them just because he wants more people in the gym to get on the whoop train. So if you're interested, then hit Parker up and he can potentially do your deal it's, oh it's Parker yeah like he bought oh, look five at that. And, he's, and he's just trying to get more people involved look at that involved. awesome human being he's looking out for everyone he's not going to make any money he's just, oh. doing it he's just trying to get more people involved and Park. I don't think this will be the only order Parker you good man yeah alright that ended up being a, quite an insightful episode hopefully uh, he wants to build up the leaderboard on the whoop thing <laughs> the, the base whole, three <laughs> the whole reason was hold on hold on more people in the leaderboard well, how, how, he right. still doesn't get how you whoop so hard on a golf day <sighs> That's confusing uh, me too. I have no idea. Did I tell you about um, my 19.8 when we did Shitstorm? No. I moved to 19.8. Well, I've, I've clocked 20 point something on a fucking seminar. Whoa. Yeah, I, I worked out at lunch, wow. but uh, and I was just like, this is ridiculous. That's big. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and that's the thing with golf. I think it's just my heart rate's elevated for a long, for a long time. time yeah Correct. so that's that's the only thing i can kind of put it to i, but said, I said to him we should do like one day try and max this thing out apparently there was 21 yeah there's a podcast said that no one's actually done 21 it's not 
physiologically possible to reach that high. So I'm going to challenge that. I'll 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 uh, I'll find my highest strain day and then I'll send you a picture of it. Okay, cool. I'm gonna. I think what you'd need to do is a lot of long endurance pieces, so your heart rate's high for a long period of time. Yeah. Um, like I reckon if you did the grind, like yeah. that that would be up there. Your shitstorm event that'd be up there. If you go went and did like a marathon or something it'll be quite hot there because just prolonged effort yeah yeah because like, like it doesn't like i know if you do like a heavy, just a heavy strength day and it lasts an hour and a half like then it doesn't because no. you're chilled out <laughs> like yeah. chilled out according to this thing but it's it's a nervous system difference there's a, and there's still a bunch of stuff i don't understand but yeah. I, we did shit some for example and there was like four workouts i didn't turn the workout on i just left it and yeah. pick it up on its own all day that's what i do all the time and it out of the four workouts it only detected three mm-hmm. and the highest one was only like i think an 11 okay. but there was three of those so obviously it like contributes and whatever whatever so it would be interesting to see like how hard each individual piece of work needs to be on the strain to be able to get your day strain up to 21 okay but yeah apparently it's not possible is okay it? so i'm going to challenge that let's make it happen maybe might do this on saturday <laughs> all right let's call that a day there thank you for listening have an awesome day simon thank you very much it's always a pleasure it's always good fun oh we shouldn't high five